week on Reliving the Extreme, we are going back and li- re-watching, reliving the episode of ECW from September the 27th, 1994. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you along with my brother Aaron. What's up, it puppets? And ECW's own Mr. Chad Austin. Like it or lump, it is what it is, bro. Two great intros from you guys this week. <laughs> <laughs> and that being said, yeah, like I said, this is 927-94. Anything you guys want to talk about before we dig into this show here? Uh, not me. All right. Aaron? Not really. No, I don't really have anything. I mean, I mean, like, what, as far as the show or anything in wrestling in general? Or? Yeah, anything in general. I mean, I know there's a lot of shit going on, but, you know, with Jeff Hardy, Vince McMahon, everybody's spiraling out of control, it seems like. I, I don't know. I, I kind of like, I, I don't think, a, I, I, you know, I think that, doesn't this sound like it happens every, what, 10 years? Yeah, major shift of things. Some shit goes down. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it just happens like it's like what they call that shit. I don't know. You, I'm not saying it. Serendipity? <laughs> no, no, no. Cyclical. C- cyclical. Yeah. Cyclical. Yeah. I'm not saying it. Uh, not, not, on this, not, not on the air. I'm not saying that. Well, that is what it is. Go ahead. Can replace Theronitis with? Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard. Well, that's the fucking. He's, he's sitting. That, that dumb motherfucker. He's uh he's sitting in a fucking case in the fucking office, and it, and it's got glass in front of it, and it says in, in case of emergency, <laughs> in case of emergency, release brother love. Just break glass and release Bruce, <laughs> whatever his name is, to do whatever he does. And I don't even know what he does. I don't even does he actually do like does he book shit or. He's just pretty much Vince's yes man. That's that's I mean that's literally his job. He's just Vince's yes. No, man. I mean I'm I'm being honest. Well, I'm asking. Now at this point he is he's going to take Laurinaitis's job so he'll be in charge of talent relations. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's like JR's old job, you know, working with the talent, negotiating contracts, you know, letting them know what what's going on. He gets to he gets to listen to them bitch so Vince doesn't have to that kind of stuff. So he's just the guy that takes the beating. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. The th- the most thankless job in that company from everything I've ever heard. And then I guess Hunter's back in NXT. I don't know if that'll make any difference, but... Is, it, is that one of them gimmicks where you just, you just kind of like, you're so happy for Jim Ross <laughs> that he's not there anymore? It'd probably give him a heart attack. <laughs> I mean, didn't I didn't I text one of you guys that I was like, isn't it like Jim Ross has got to be like, I'm so thankful that I ain't got to deal with this nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Either if he would, well, maybe if he would have been there, then both sides of his face would have looked right because he would have had like another stroke on the other side. He's like, I'm counterbalanced now. I'm good. Yeah, like, droopy, like like droopy dog. <laughs> 
Like he, he can ride a bicycle now and, and use one hand and, and, and he ain't got to worry about using two hands on the handlebars because he's going to, he's going to fall apart. Business just picked up folks. Because yeah, I can ride a bicycle with one hand. By God, I don't look like a melon candle no more. <laughs> oh, good. John Cougar melon head. <laughs> And, and, and you know, where, you know where we're going from. Where, you know where we're going from here. From next, the next reference is going to be. I, I just haven't figured out a way to put it, plug his name into it yet. This is the fucking name of the show, John Cougar Melonhead. Wonderful. Nice. <laughs> All right, we started out with we started out with, we started out with a bang, folks. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna puke. I think <laughs> we're we're already off the rails. We haven't even started the show yet. <laughs> Oh my god. Right. <laughs> John Cougar Melonhead. <laughs> <coughs> Funniest goddamn thing I've heard in a month. Wow. You no. haven't listened to our previous shows then. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the episode of ECW from September. Can I give this? Can Nate get it back on the rails? 27th, 1994. The episode of ECW that we are discussing this week. Um, We start the episode with the Sandman coming to the ring. And uh, Joey is talking about the fact that the Sandman and Tommy Dreamer this Saturday at the ECW arena are going to be in an I quit match. And then we get a promo from Tommy Dreamer on said I quit match. Any comments on Tommy's promo here, Aaron? Before we go to the match uh, itself, it it sucked. It was a terrible yeah. promo. It, it like I, I don't even know. Sorry, I don't even know what he was fucking talking about. <laughs> I mean, I get what he was talking about. He's just like, I'm gonna bring the horror to you because you brought the horror to me, and it's just like it was fucking bad. I'm trying to figure out whether that was a promo that was kind of generic or it was actually specifically meant to be for that show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was like, kind of ambiguous as to what he was actually talking about. Well, I'm not, I'm not questioning his sexuality. Just talking about whether or not I don't, I didn't know whether, I don't know. I don't know what he was talking about. He, he said a whole bunch of stuff, but it really, I mean, honestly, if you're a fan, I mean, take a step back and then look at it from a fan's perspective. Did, did it make any sense to any of you guys? No, not at all. Yeah. It and it didn't It didn't intrigue me to want to see the match any more than I already did. It sounded like, to me, it was something that I would, if I was walking, if I'm, because I, I, I don't, my cars, I, don't, I still don't have a car. So if I walk to the mall, to the pizzeria, it's just something I'd put my phone and just hear it as I'm walking down the street. And it just wouldn't, nothing would make any sense to me. I'd be like, all right, it's just, it's on. Gibberish. It's almost like a old Kevin Sullivan promo. I, I wasn't a fan of it, and and I know you guys. I, I know I'm a bigger fan of Tommy Dreamer than you guys are, but Oof. Um, I just 
this, this promo was fucking bad. Dude, a fucking uh, a roach is a bigger fan of Tommy Dreamer than I am. I, that, I'm just I'm just not a fan. Period. I, I can't I can't even I don't even I might even cancel my serious subscription because he's on busted open all the time now i'm i'm kind of with chad i've never and aaron knows i've never just i don't know i just never see the appeal of tommy dreamer i guess some people like him and that is what it is that they know different ice cream flavors for everybody but i never got the appeal for him either um, what i mean what is it so, i mean if somebody could explain to me the only and to be honest the only piece of business that he ever was involved in that i, I do i do enjoy his rivalry with raven more because of raven i think and because of the story than tommy himself but yeah i don't know i don't i've never really seen it either it's definitely it's definitely the story mm-hmm. because it's def, it's definitely not the work you know and even if it was the work it was scotty not tommy that right. And that you know you get behind and and then you know he would be like do that deal where he'd fucking um ddt like scotty and stuff and stand up and do the raven and and you know a few smatterings of yeah and i'm just being like what the fuck man you know, I, I don't, it's it's just not for, it, it ain't for me. I'll just put it that way. The match we get here is Sandman versus Hack Myers from the ECW arena. Um, obviously, this is, it, it's not necessarily a squash, but it's 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 a match to get, you know, Sandman, you know, it's for a, a showcase for Sandman. And it's it, a good I, opportunity for Hack, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah to be I, up I, against, I put, when I, when I saw these guys getting ready to lock up, I was like, holy shit. Is this a um, pajama pants versus pajama pants match? Yeah, loser, loser loses their pajama pants. It, it was the pajama party, jamma jammy. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just they they were they both were at a at a at a overnight at, at a sleepover, and Paul called him and said, "I need you guys. They get down here right now. Hurry up, come as you are." And they're both like, well, we're wearing our pajamas. He said, no, I don't give a shit. I don't care. (laughs) You're wearing your pajamas. So what? That's fine. It's the ECW arena. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, you know, look look at it this way. It's not Cabrini College. Just hurry up and get down here with your pajama pants. Did you guys notice in the beginning, like, Sandman had had, um, Hack backed up in the corner then Hack almost looked like he was going to fire up, like he did like the fire up thing, and then Sandman, and then he just stopped, and Sandman put him back in the corner and started slapping him. Did you notice that? I, that was kind of weird. Like, I didn't I didn't know what was going on there. I don't know if anybody else noticed that. It's not, it's not that I noticed it, but it was probably, um, was, was the shot chance started yet? No, yeah. no, that comes later in the match. Oh, they're doing that, well, well. I thought you guys meant in general, but yeah, it, it started, but it hadn't started in this match. Yeah, but that probably wasn't the shot spot. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, yeah, it was it was right at the beginning. I don't know, it was just kind of weird. It was almost like 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 Hack thought he was supposed to fire up and then he just stopped and they went back into Sandman working him over in the corner. A little miscommunication, maybe. I don't might, know. It it, it might have been those guys thinking that the crowd would be into it sooner than they were and, and just kind of be like, yeah, they don't, they don't have it yet. So it's just, yeah, because they probably didn't know what to make out of hack. Like mm-hmm. they, they weren't, I, I guess maybe they weren't ready to get behind hack yet. And, you know, and then hacks firing up and they just didn't, it, you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. there yet for them to realize, Oh, there's something here. I, I don't know. I don't fucking, I don't, I don't work there anymore. I don't, as as the as the match goes on, the crowd does get behind Hack. Um, woman tries to hit him with the cane shot, 
Um, then he was going to, uh, he was going to kiss woman. He stops her from hitting him with the cane. He's going to give her a kiss, but then Sandman comes in hat kind of takes over for a little bit. And that's when we get the shot chance as he's, uh, as he's working over Sandman in the corner. And then, uh, for the finish woman slips the Sandman, the cane, he canes hack for the pin. And, uh, that is that for that match, unless you guys have notes on the match itself or anything to say about it. It was just. The the woman hack spot was awkward. Like I don't I don't know. I just like the match was fine, but the um outside of the ring shit they tried to do it just seemed kind of awkward. It, it was just kind of a clunky match. I yeah, think. hack hack did have a nice spot in the match. I I don't remember the, the actual physical move set that it was, but I did write down that it was a nice spot. And hack he was good at what he could do because I'm not gonna. I'm not going to brag about it or anything, but, you know, I kind of trained him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then when it came to ECW, um, he took that on his own. That Like, there was never a chance that I sat there and, and talked to him about anything that he did on the, you know what I mean? Right. I figure you're on your own now, man. Like, you know, you, you've been trained. This is all you. This is, you know, you do your business. And I'd say he ran with it pretty good. He, you know. I think he, he did. Had, I, I think he did fine. I, yeah. I do. Um Afterwards, they ha- they show a video of the Tommy Sandman feud set to some seventies music. Oh no, I, I picked it. I think oh. I, yeah. Um, we get more Tommy Dreamer versus Sandman recap set to the theme from uh, Shaft. Uh, I put Cornbread Earl and me. <laughs> I don't know about Cornbread Earl and me. Uh. <laughs> it's the theme. To, it sounded like the theme song to fucking Cornbread Earl and me. I thought it was Shaft. Nope, it's Cornbread rolling me. All right, well, I gotta, I gotta, when we're done this, I gotta look that up. Which one of these guys is Cornbread Earl? And who's me? <laughs> it's not Cornbread Earl. Cornbread is his own person. And then there's Earl. And then there's me, which me was Lawrence Fishburne. You don't know that movie? Well, I don't know about Lawrence Fishburne. I know who Lawrence Fishburne is. Yeah, I have an Ohio accent. Sorry. Oh, yeah. But, I, I I was watching you on my my favorite new YouTube show, The uh, World's Worst <laughs> Neighborhood. I live in it right now. There's a fucking dog. I think I saw Aaron on there the, the other day walking to the store. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> is, that, is that one of the guys to do a show with? Just uh, just corrals into to the convenience store to what to get cigarettes or something. But this this Sandman Tommy Dreamer fucking video is a it's a recap of a recap of a recap set to a remix of Shaft and Cornbread Earl and Me, and it was unnecessary because you guys just already they they already put over the angle that we were watching. It's like this was stupid. So basically, what you're trying to say was was. Um, here we go. Uh, they put a hat on a hat. Yeah, hat on a hat. And like you said last week, Chad, they put an Archie Mitchell and an Archie Mitchell. Uh, I, I, it's my job to drop the Archie Mitchell reference. He's your friend. Gimmick infringement. Yeah, yeah, he's your friend. You can do it anytime you want to. I don't <laughs> even know who the guy is. It's, it's my job to drop an Archie Mitchell. Where you go? <laughs> reference come on man don't don't be don't be stealing people's gimmicks all it's gonna get you is heat <laughs> <laughs> after the after the tommy dreamer sandman recap garen said the hat on a hat recap of a recap we get another two cold scorpio promo talking about shane douglas of course as we've said in the past two cold great wrestler poor promo this is hey, another hey. 
whoop, there it is. I'm gone. That's how he ended it. Okay. <laughs> Whoop, there it is. I'm gone. <laughs> the, the only thing that I could write about that was, oh, a Scorpio promo. And then I wrote a slash. That's never good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, seriously. He stuck around till like 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning for this. To say, hoop, then, hoop, hey, hey, whoop, there it is. I'm, I'm gone. gone. I made a that's decision. That's what you came up with. I made a decision. I didn't do it during this promo, but I made a decision that going forward until Too Cold leaves ECW, I'm going to write down verbatim oh, no. how I did with um, 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 Sal. I'm going to write down verbatim what fucking Too Cold Scorpio cuts in his promos and read them back to you guys. So next week, that's going to happen. Until he leaves, well, can't, I'm going to write I'm going to write down every Two Cold Scorpio promo. Can't you figure out a way to take this Two Cold Scorpio promos and then superimpose them into a Sal Balobo video <laughs> and make it look like Sal Balomo saying it? <laughs> two, two Cold Balomo. Two Cold, two cold well, Balomo. I don't, I don't know how many names this show's going to have, but <laughs> we're, we're working on that's our whole new new show. Is working on new show names, and then after <laughs> after Two Cold leaves, I'll put together the Two Cold Scorpio promo omnibus. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, oh, we have an omnibus now, <laughs> or as Cornette says, on the bus. I love. That. I'm saying both of them are probably on a bus. I don't even know what that is. You know what? I've I've looked that shit up, and I don't even know how to do it. What the fuck <laughs> is it? Just, just just call it the Two Cold Scorpio on a Greyhound. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Two cold Scorpio don't have a driver's license, or, or two cold Scorpio in an Uber. <laughs> Driven by Sal Malomo. I'm gonna get you to Swanson in a rhythm. <laughs> and Scorpio is just like, yeah, bro. Yeah, I don't I'm fucking gonna, know. Which, I'm, I'm, gonna, I don't, gonna, I'm gonna get you to Church's Chicken. <laughs> He's it's like, true. whoop! There it went, man. You <laughs> He's like digital <laughs> underground, salt and pepper, sayonara. Yeah. Oh Lord, I don't. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on <laughs> over there. Like like now now I mean now's the time that I'm just begging for like why is Salvolo not still here? He was like one of the bright spots of watching the goddamn show. I would have <laughs> loved that fucker being in the FBI. That would have been great. Oh Salvolo, what's the matter, you? Sal Balomo, Tracy Smothers, Tommy Rich. <laughs> and little Guido. And little Guido. Singing shut up your face. That would have been fucking great. Yeah, that would have been good, man. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what happened to Sal. I have no idea. Maybe he was still fucking carving wooden tools, wooden toys at his house. I don't fucking know what he was doing. He was too busy making a like he was the the, the guy who's working in Santa's shop house <laughs> like that little that, that christmas special they put out every year where you see the guy making the wooden toys that's what blomo's doing <laughs> he's out there he, he wants to be a dentist a little, <laughs> that, you talking about that little stupid elf yeah he wants to be a yeah blomo <laughs> wants to be a dentist that's salabaloma dds yeah. that's right what's the matter wisdom <laughs> what's the matter oh, your tooth? what's the matter that, with rudolph it's it, it, oh, you got a bad of my cuspid. <laughs> I can't. I can't. All the insides are no good. You got it, the gingivitis. 
Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> yes. Well, we do see good. We do see good footage of Too Cold here, as they show a lot of the uh, clips from his matches with Sabu, which we talked about months ago, that were great. Um, and then we get a, another recap. Yeah. Don't don't forget a lot. Of, a lot of the matches were. Um, well, I don't, I don't say a lot of them. Um, a lot of the clips were from Montgomeryville. Mm-hmm. And that was that. That was that spot that they ran on the Friday night before the arena, and that that was the test runs because Sabu and Scorpio didn't know each other, right? Yeah, so they put them out there in front of, you know, I don't know. Give me a number: 300 400. Three, I was going to say three, four hundred people. Yeah, and to see what their chemistry was, and imagine, you know, I mean, I know some of the other stuff on the show was probably hot garbage, but imagine going to a show, you know, with Two or three hundred other people, and well, shit, you get to see this fantastic match yeah, between Sabu and Scorpio. Flea market and fucking Sabu and Two Cold Scorpio breaks out. Like, yeah, because the majority, the majority of people were going to know who who um, Scorpio was, right? So there was probably take take the all the take the whatever percent of people that knew who Scorpio was, and minus that by about sixty percent, and then they're the ones who knew who Sabu was, and then. You put them together, and then it's like you know, it's you know, it's kind of like oil and and water or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, all right, well, I'm a Sabu guy. Well, I'm a Scorpio guy, and they they just to, to me, I thought they had, I thought they had, I wanted if I had to give it a grade, I would say seventy five percent decent chemistry mm-hmm. because yeah. Scorp- Scorpio knows how to work. Work Sabu doesn't know how to don't know how to work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> not like put, that you put them together and it's gold jerry it's gold i mean <laughs> i just i i really like watch them work together you know i wish they would have got i wish they would have got to work together more to be honest with you but well i think <clears throat> they did i think we did like a couple of other shows that they worked each other before i mean i no, maybe that was uh the guerrero i i, I don't know mm-hmm. but i i could have swore they had worked more <clears throat> <clears throat> the uh, the next thing, like I said, is a recap. Again, another one. We're recapping what's been going on with Jason and the shooter, Dean Malenko. Malenko helping Jason in his victories. And then we get a match between Jason and Dino Sendoff. And Jason has Malenko in his corner. Um, it's rotten. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. I, I understand, I guess, the, the, the concept of the shoot style or whatever, but... That Malenko or the Boris bottle cap is what they called it. That Malenko put onto uh, send off didn't look like much to me. I'm sure it is. You know what I'm saying? But it, just, it was a fucking headlock. Yeah, pretty much. It was a it was a fucking front chin lock, wasn't it? Like didn't he just grab him by the look, front of his? I was gonna say to me, it just looked like he put his arm around him. Like, hey pal, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. Well, that speaks and volumes it, about the credibility of Dino Sendoff. And that's what I was going to say. In a situation like that, the guy selling it's probably the one ruining it. And get, did you hear where they said Dino Sendoff was from? Uh, I, 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 no, refresh my memory. He was from the Taj Mahal. <laughs> Taj Mahal. Yep. That's what they said. There's, here's Jason, the sexiest man alive from Europe versus Dino Sendoff from the Taj Mahal. The casino? <laughs> What was he with uh, Jinder Mahal? Oh, I don't know. Dino Sendoff? He's from the Taj Mahal. So apparently, fucking Dino Sendoff's Indian. I was trying to like... And like, all this time, I thought he was from Pennsylvania. Nope, he's Indian. He's from the Taj Mahal. 
But they met was he works at the Taj Mahal. <laughs> He's a janitor. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He he mops the Taj Mahal. <laughs> he has he has the keys to every room in the Taj Mahal on his big key ring. He's he's vacuuming the carpet. He's not riding it. You go you go to the front desk and you ask for the keys at the Taj Mahal. And, yeah, and there's like, it, you go to the counter and you're like, "Hey, Dino, send off. You got the keys?" And he's like, "I can show you the world." I I I mean, I never I never had a problem with with Dino. I mean, like, I, like personally, I've all, I've never had a problem with Dino. Always got along with him, um, because he was like me, you know. He was just the job guy there to get paid, you know. Mm-hmm. And somehow I got a little more fortunate. Now, I got he, a little. Did, I was gonna say, did he work? Did he work indie shows in in the in the area that you worked in? Like, was he part of that that crew that that not necessarily ECW, but just the area that you worked in? Was he part of that that general crew that worked the indie shows in that area? Not. Like literally, it would be like, um, no, no. Okay. I would say to overall, no. I I'd probably be on, like I'd I'd probably be on a show that he wouldn't be on, and then in the next month I wouldn't be on a show, and then he'd be on it. Gotcha. Okay. But we uh, we we eventually you know cross paths sooner or later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's just a fucking anomaly. Like I don't understand how you look worse putting a shirt on. Like when he wasn't <laughs> when he wasn't wearing a shirt, he didn't look offensive. But like the minute he put that fucking black shirt on and didn't want to fight, because he was doing that shit like Chad was talking about, where guys would get knocked down and and put the pull the shirt down, pull the shirt down. He was doing that. It's like you look fatter without the shirt. Like you look like yeah. fucking Pluto right now, you fat fuck. Like just stop fucking with your shirt. Or just don't wear it. Yeah, to me, to me, I would always, I would always be like, when I, when I, when I, I know, when I wore a shirt, and I would never, I never did that. Like I went out of my way not to do that. I would wait till like the opportunity was right. Mm-hmm. Like you would, you wouldn't like if a guy gave me a superplex and then he grabbed me by my tights and then you know he gave me a wedgie or something. As soon as we landed, I wouldn't pick the wedgie out. Right, yeah, because like, the psychology-wise, if you just hit the mat, you're not going to be thinking, oh, my tights are up my ass. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's not, that's not going to be what's on your brain. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 never, I, never, I never did that. Like, I actually went out of my way to specifically never do that. Like, never. And I, it's one of the things that I always taught people at, at the school when I, when I train people, like, how, mm-hmm. how, you know, to do that shit. Do that shit at the right time, not like right after a guy gives you a superplex. Right when you're not, you. yeah, when you're not the center of attention, do that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. The story here, of course, is that Jason, uh, you know, Malenko costs send off the match, or Jason beats him quickly because of Malenko shooting on send off. Then Malenko goes with this Boris bottle cap again, and out comes the Tasmaniac, and we get a. Uh, a standoff between Taz and D Malenko, an armbar by, by Malenko on Taz, and Taz with a reversal on that. Joey's really putting this over. He's doing a really good job putting this this angle over, and I thought it was effective. Yeah, it didn't it didn't hurt anything at all. By no means, it was um it, it was not it was not bad for business at all. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and um it it, 
it put forth it put forward the fact that um, Jason has this fucking Tasmaniac guy that he just cannot get off of him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like Tasmaniac, like like Malenko wants to Malenko wants to go forward with it and fight Tasmaniac, and Jason's like, no, this is a fucking creature. This creature, we can't fight him. You know, it, it, it was it was a good deal. I, I I liked this segment of the show. Yeah, but just still fat, fast forward into real life <laughs> and 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 look at a guy who's wearing a spandex singlet. You know, with like little furry furry things attached to it, and he's stomping around. And and so what? You don't speak English. You don't. You know what I mean? Like you don't talk at all. <laughs> you just stomp. Uh, you know, I mean. It's just kind of like if you put it in like the real world perspective, it it just seems to me like it's funny. Like it is, it is. It's like uh, uh, when Steve, uh, when you said the furry bits on his on his tights, I thought of uh, I think it's WrestleMania twenty one. There's a there's a thing between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Roddy Piper, and Stone Cold causes those little things hanging off Roddy Piper's kilt. His Fuzz, is it fuzzy gimmicks, Saren? I think he says your little fuzzy gimmicks. No, he, <laughs> tells, he tells he tells Piper he's like, back off of me with your kilt and your little furry gimmicks. Furry gimmicks, yeah, <laughs> furry gimmicks. <laughs> and that's that's what I thought of when you said with Taz with his tights. He's got his little furry gimmicks on there. And then yeah. Carlito comes out. And, Carlito uh, was on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, I mean the not one the ECW show. No, not the ECW oh. show. I thought that was Dino Sendoff. Dino Sendoff became Carlito? <laughs> what? what? How long was I asleep for? Yeah. The, the, uh, the the gist here then, a bunch of guys come out of the locker room to break up Taz and Dean Malenko. Well, the, guy, the guys that come out and break it up are Paul Loria, Chris Canyon, Storm and Mike Norman, and Stevie Richards. And Donnie Allen, because Donnie Allen eats a suplex. Yeah. And um, the minute um, Donnie Allen needs a suplex and get dropped and gets dropped on his neck, um, Stevie Richards bails out. He's just like, "Nope, fuck this shit." I didn't even see Stevie. Yeah, Stevie got in there quick, and then watched these guys getting his getting their fucking necks cracked or whatever. She's like, "I'm good." Yeah, I saw. I saw. You know, all the other, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out why I wasn't, I mean, like, why wasn't I involved in this? Especially since at this point you're being managed by Jason. Like, why aren't, why aren't you, why aren't you, yeah, you're right. Why aren't you, but you weren't gone at this point, were you? You hadn't left yet. No, I mean, you're not, you're not going to see me leave until the gangster. Okay. So we got 1996 still between. Before I'm done. See, I, I knew that you were there at that at some point during '96, but I didn't know if you had left and come back, or if you were if you were actually literally there consistently for that whole time. But well, yeah, I mean, it was all it was all like what three weeks, ta- three weeks of tapings, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's like you know once a month or whatever, whatever you know what I mean. I don't know remember how it was, but they would just tape shit, you know, and. Sometimes I'd wrestle five times. Sometimes I'd wrestle two times. A lot of times it was just against nine one one, who we haven't seen recently. Yeah, not recently. Um, and the only reason I put the the Stevie Richards thing in it was that all these guys got killed by Taz. Like, but Stevie kind of kind of took a bump and he bounced out. Like, I don't know if that was just by chance or. Was this Paul looking at like a, a, a and it, this might sound stupid or I might be thinking too much about it, but was this like 
Paul looking at these guys and going, you, you, and you go out there and get fucking beat in a powder by Taz, but Stevie, I got something for you down the line, and I don't want you to get fucking choked out or... that That's probably it. If I had to guess, that's probably it. Be part of the crowd, but don't make yourself obvious. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want you to get your ass handed to you, because I got, I got plans for you, Stevie. I don't have plans for these guys. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, Paul Loria, we don't have plans for Paul Loria. We, we, you know, we could do, I mean, and that, that's probably all Raven anyway. I, I, I don't think Paul had plans for Stevie if it wasn't for Raven. And, and, and I don't know if Raven's officially been there yet. Not yet. No. But he's there. Mm-hmm. Raven had, Raven had been at a shit ton of shows before he even debuted. Like, you know, he was there because he was doing that. He was doing the fucking Raven. He was doing the Raven psychological thing. Where well, by this time, this is by the time. By this time, he is he is working for he's working for Vince, but he's doing television like shit, like WWF like writing WWF Mania, which that takes what six minutes, and he would tell the people in the studio that he was at home or the people at the arena that he was at the studio, but he was, or no, he'd tell the people at the studio that he was at the arena and tell your people at the arena that he was at the studio, but he'd actually just be at home. Yeah. I mean, so I, he's, you know, he's checked out in the WWF by this point. He's done. He's just probably what fulfilling. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Just, like I said, at this point, I mean, WWF mania takes six minutes to write. It's not like there's anything special going on there. Cause I, I, I do remember what uh, 95 or whatever it was that they, they beat him up. Um, as far as I guess they were trying to like, like it was coming towards the end of his, like whatever first deal. Mm-hmm. And they were just making him work his ass off, whether he was doing like voiceovers on the Coliseum or all that shit, but it right. was like they were just getting their money out of them. Right, yeah. <laughs> they, were just make, they were just making them work. So the next thing here, another video with bad music, a video on Shane Douglas. I'm sure the original song was probably Simply the Best. This was not Simply the Best. More crappy WWE Peacock music. Aaron, do you have a description for this one, or should I just move on? I think it was a theme from My Two Dads. <laughs> all right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it, to me, I just wrote it stinks. It stinks. It's rotten. It's 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 pitiful, and and I'm I'm just like like normally in a video in a in a video like that you you pro you want to showcase the guy the guy's accomplishments, right? Yeah, he he was suplexing Dino Sendoff, me, Donnie Allen. Um, like is that like the highlight of your career? Yeah, I mean they showed him in the hotel. The, they showed the hotel thing with Terry Funk, but they didn't show him getting any moves or anything on Terry Funk. You know, didn't show any action with Terry Funk. Um, so yeah, you're right. It's just incident. What? Like to me, that was a blooper reel. <laughs> I, I, that's. I mean, I, I wrote that, but I didn't even look at my notes and to even say that it was like a blooper reel. Like it was just like, what the fuck? Are, how are they putting this guy over? <laughs> it, 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 it's like if you're putting the song to it, it's like you're sis, you're simply complacent. Simply complacent. Yeah. <laughs> you're the best, but you're complacent. So we'll we'll get you over, buddy. You're so mediocre to me. <laughs> <laughs> you are so mediocre. After this, we get a pub- public enemy promo. Um, they are discussing the fact that in on Friday in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, Hamburg, Hambone, Hambone, Pennsylvania. Hambone. Yes. They're going to be having a 
baseball bat match with the new breed. And then on Saturday at the ECW arena, they will face Cactus Jack and Mikey Whipwreck for the ECW tag team titles in a rematch. Uh, oh, Johnny. Just un- enough. Yeah. Like yeah, they're, they're fucking pretty- grown men. You know, you know what speaking, I mean? speaking of pajamas, here's the public enemy. They're fucking grown men. I, I, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't even consider myself a man because I don't have a job or responsibilities. But I still act way more mature than these fucking two goose do. And, and, and one of them's almost 50 and the other one's 40. And they're rapping. Um, Rocco didn't even like pick like a current rap song. He picked fucking um, the message. Oh, it's like a jungle. Sometimes it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Yeah, he picked fucking like, Grandmaster like, Flash, the Sugar Hill Gang, Grandmaster Flash, the Sugar Hill Gang, whatever. It's like what the fuck, man. Dude, this was it's, stupid. Yeah, it's brutal because it just it just like I mean at the time I don't know. I guess it wouldn't. It, it didn't matter at the time, but when you look at it like we're looking at it now, and you're just like, "That's pitiful. <laughs> that, that, it's rotten. It's wretched." It, it brings it, it. It's the it's the definition of the term doesn't age well. Mm-mm. He couldn't even have said, "Well, we're we're only here for." OPP. He didn't even go that route. He, he didn't fucking... even say, hey, there it is. I'm gone. <laughs> no, he, he went he went to the first rap song ever. <laughs> and I'm surprised he didn't say, and there's a hip hop, a hip to the hip to the hip hop. Yeah, I was I was just about to say when I show up on the, on Friday night in Hamburg, I'll be in my Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a rapper's delight. He didn't. He didn't even bang a girl in the Burger King bathroom. He never drank. Hennessy at all. Drink up all the Hennessy you got on the shelf. Come nope. on, he that that was Scorpio's job. <laughs> Fucking God, I hope these guys don't listen to the show. Fucking well, two, of them are, two of them are dead. Scorpio? Hey, um, no, no, Public Enemy are dead. We put Scorpio over enough as a great wrestler. We can shit on his promo. It's fine. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure Scorpio would would shit on his own promos. He knows he's not a good promo. That's not like any anything that he needs to hear. My favorite thing that guy that I ever heard that guy say was why he got fired from WCW. They asked him, "Why did you get fired from WCW?" and he said, "Cuz Ric Flair's wife didn't look how didn't like how how he I fucked it up." He said, "Cuz Ric Flair's wife Liked how big my dick looked in my speedo. Like he said he was at a pool and Ric Flair and his wife were walking out and his Ric Flair's wife saw two cold Scorpio in a fucking speedo and was like, Oh, look at the mandingo over there. And he's like, the minute she was like, Oh, look at his big dick. Then he got fired. Huh? A, a guy, a guy like Scorpio, what a, what a, what a dick like that, that I may or may not have seen. <laughs> And and then when you look at him as a whole, it's kind of putting a hat on a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, I mean, look at them ears. He gets he gets <laughs> cable TV for free just because of his ears. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a whole lot going on there. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. 
We now have a match here between the public enemy <laughs> against Donnie Allen and Canyon, Chris Canyon. Um, essentially, this match results in Donnie getting put through a table on the outside, a drive-by on Canyon for the win by the public enemy. Nothing much to write home about. Well, it's two tables. Two ta- yes, two tables. I don't, I don't remember Canyon even being there. That must have been a one-off, right? It ha- I didn't either until he until we saw him on last week's show. I never remembered him being in ECW either. So I think you're right. I don't think if I don't I, maybe one taping. So that would have been because he she shows up in WCW not too shortly after this, like early '95 in the whole minute work gimmick. But it doesn't seem like he had been in the business that long. I mean, because do you have you ever found anything on him like? prior to this no yeah i mean his name's never popped up to, you know what i mean mm-hmm. to where i would ever be like oh i know who that guy is right he just he he must have just showed up because paulie needed fucking you know job guys and he looked great like like he looked he looked fucking better than the people he was working with in my opinion <laughs> yeah he was like taller <laughs> and built and it's like and he was in, yeah he was in he was in shape and you know he had a good he had a, a halfway decent tan and a lisp <laughs> i mean other than that yeah he had everything except for the fact that he can't fucking do the alphabet without you know saying teeth a B C D G. He's fucked. Yeah, he's pretty <laughs> fucked. Uh, the only note I had for that match was actually I wanted to ask Chad if they would have told you because you you did the um you did the one tape with Sabu. Would you have done the two table bump? Me? Yeah. Uh, dude, I would have fucking done seven of them. They could have had nine one one chokeslam me off the eagle's nest through seven tables at that point in my career. I mean, at that point in my career, let's let's make a note of that. That's when I was still like trying to fucking like get in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when that's when that shit was going on where they were kind of like they were they were starting to push the envelope starting to push the envelope a little bit and but luckily for me is i got lucky and paul just never had plans for me to do all that shit so i got lucky but yeah i mean i would have did i don't know I mean, maybe I would have had some reservations about doing some some of that stuff and said, I don't know about all this, you know, but I bet you I probably would have done it. Is that something where you say they tell you the spot and you say, what's the payoff before you agree to do it? Oh, what depends on who the fuck you are. (laughs) If you're Paul Luria, no chance. That's that's not happening. Um, You know what I mean? If you're Shane Douglas, you you've already booked that out. Um, you know what I mean, right? But if yeah, if you're if you're guys like me and Paul Loria and, and 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 like at that point, wasn't Mikey still a job guy? Oh, he's a champ now. Oh yeah, so yeah, Mikey's done then. So yeah, if you got if if you're the guys like us and Dino Sendoff, you pretty much just do whatever they say. Mm-hmm. And, and especially it was it was worse back when the Harris brothers was there, <laughs> you know, it was like, yeah. it's a, like, you know, Paul, I mean, Paul did right there. Paul did the greatest job of protecting me as far as like whoever beat me up. You know what I mean? Right. Like 
I was supposed to work Stan Hansen. Do you think I wanted to work Stan Hansen? Probably not. Fuck no. I saw my name against Stan Hansen on the on the thing, and I'm just walking around going, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. <laughs> puking in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm dead. And then all of a sudden, it was scratched off. Then I saw my name against Kevin Sullivan, you know, and I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to stand in the corner, and he's going to fucking just run across the ring and just beat me up and scratched, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, Paul did a great job of taking care of me as far as who beat me up until, <laughs> you know, the gangsters. So mm-hmm. He couldn't control that shit. So, I mean, I mean, Paul knew that I was a worker. Right. I wasn't a hardcore guy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a, um, you know what I mean? There's, there's a complete difference between, like, if you put me into a ring and Sandman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a worker. Sandman's just a guy who don't fucking give a shit. And he's working for the pop. I'm working for the match because I'm not the main event. I'm like Mike Jackson. Why do you think Mike Jackson's second, you know, first, second, third on the show? And because so, he can, what's that? Uh, and like, I didn't want to step over you, but it's like, why is he able to still work fucking today? Because he didn't fucking go through fucking seven tables and do all that shit, you know? And he know he knows he knows his spot. Like he's not gonna go out there and be like, Okay, well it's you know, I don't know, whatever young kid that it is and tell him, Okay, well, after you throw me out of the ring, you're gonna put five tables on top of each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he's not gonna do that because that's not the way that that it's supposed to work. You're supposed to build to that that right. AEW shit, whatever mm-hmm. AEW's doing over there. After this match, um, we have a decent a decent brawl on the outside of the ring. Cactus Jack and Mikey come out. It's fun to watch Cactus kind of dragging Mikey out to the ring and motivating him as they're going to the ring to get in there and fight. And eventually, he convinces him, and Mikey and Cactus hit the ring to fight the public enemy. They fight into the fight out into the bleachers. I thought this was effective. I think the stuff between public enemy and and Cactus and and Mikey is is good stuff. Giving giving public enemy a bit of a nod there, but I think that this, this feud works. This no, is I, I, no, go ahead, go ahead. This is the first like ECW feud, quote unquote. That it's like, it, it it's the one that I'm like. This is the the sprinkling of what Paul wants to do with ECW. Like it, it's 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 good shit. Like it, it's the first real story that they've done. And like we always say, other than Cactus, who's phenomenal no matter what, with the other three guys involved, you're accentuating their positives and downplaying their negatives, which is Paulie's secret sauce. You know. I'm not even sure anybody in that match even had positives. <laughs> Other than Jack, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mikey was greener than fucking a pepper tree, and Public Enemy, let's be honest, them motherfuckers, they, they couldn't work if they had to punch a clock. <laughs> they, 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 you know, they didn't know how to fucking... How to do any fucking... They, they, were, they were rotten, but they knew what they could do. Mm-hmm. I mean, because... Because, like, Teddy was already in his mid-40s, and Johnny was 40, so it wasn't like they had, they had like, a, they had a long shelf life to begin with. Right. Because, you know, and then, 
in that era with all the fucking drugs and like that i i never got thank god i never got into now, you know how that went well look how they ended up i'm still here talking about them mm-hmm. this fucking cat oh we got a we got we got a stray cat that just keeps showing up over here and <laughs> now go ahead i'm just i'm just I, I don't know what to do about him like <laughs> the uh the next deal here after that segment is we get a match between, I never write his first name down, but it's Nishimura versus Chris Benoit. Um, the The match was fine. I mean, I'm not a big fan of this Nishimura dude, but Chris Benoit's in there, so it's a fine match, which Chris wins with a belly-to-belly suplex. I don't know if you guys have any other extended notes on well, this. Movie. I like... I mean, I liked Osamu Nishimura. Um, like, I was a big, I, I was a fan of him because, um, because uh, Nate's Nate's favorite wrestler trained him, or no, Aaron's favorite wrestler trained him. Lemonhead, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Lemonhead Funk Junior. He he trained him. Yeah, I know. Like, you you kind of mentioned last week on the show that this guy was almost like an indentured servant. <laughs> like he was just like. <laughs> They're pimping him out around the country, trying to get him over or whatever. Dude, that was that was commonplace. That wasn't anything that was new. It it, it wasn't like you know, like he was the first guy to do that. Like mm-hmm. if you if you go back and look, Muda did it. Go Muda did look, it. <laughs> go back and look in like eighty four, eighty five. All the places that Muda worked. Mm-hmm. Um, go back and look in eighty two. Where Onita worked, you know, Onita right. worked. Mem- Onita, Onita was in Memphis. Are you fucking kidding me? And he did the uh, what was it? The second? Um, no, he didn't do the second one. But he got like inspired by the fucking concession brawl. Yes, that's what brought him up. That that's what gave his fucking mind to do the fucking hardcore shit that he did. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, like. That shit's like, that's like, yeah, Onita worked on Memphis in 82, and then he had the fucking knee gimmick, and he was gone till what, 87? 87, yeah. And then he came back, and then all of a sudden, 90, he worked that big fat slob, Osaka, Osambu, whatever his name is, and, and, and then, you know, he beat him up with everything he possibly could throw at him. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that's all he did was just find some big fat slob. That he could just beat up a one and and hit with everything in that's possible. How do we get on Onita? <laughs> we were talking about uh, Nishimura being a uh, kind of you know pimped around or whatever as far as booking goes. Oh yeah, um, yeah, because of Dory Funk. Yes, because of Lemonhead. Oh, that's right, Lemonhead. I well, I called I called the number they had on there. It was, um, they told you that fucking Kenichiwa Nashimori or whatever his fucking name is. Kenichiwa? Kenichiwa Nashimura? Yeah, they said he's going to fight fucking Benoit and Hambone. And if you want tickets, call 215-544-0421. Did you call the number? Yeah. What happened? Did you get a ticket? No, I got a fax machine. That that's the number. That's like the number to everything. Like that was that was their number for everything. If you if you go back and watch and pay attention to it, like if you wanted to order a tape, if you would if you wanted to order a shirt, anything, and and it was always the same fucking number, <laughs> and, and it was Paul's house. 
Well, now it's just a fucking rando fax machine. It's probably and, still at Paul's house. And you, and you still got the mystery house guest. It was Maddie. <laughs> it was, hey, hey, how you doing? Uh, is Paul there? No, but but I'm in the house. Uh, I don't need to talk to you, Maddie. And <laughs> you've been gone for two years. So we round out after the Benoit match. We round out the show with a Paul E. Dangerously promo where he is discussing Sabu's lineup for the weekend when he will be facing Cactus Jack on Friday and then Chris Benoit on Saturday. And, of course, this is a good promo, as always, from Paul Heyman. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. I, 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 made, I had to turn the page on my notebook, and in big letters I wrote Paul promo. What the fuck is Paul trying to pull off here? <laughs> like, you know, like he's selling this, like, you know, like they're going to repossess his couch or something if if they don't make any money on this show. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, he's essentially putting it over. Like when you watch Sabu, it's like when you see a car crash on a, a NASCAR race or whatever. You know, he's he's really really. Like you said, Chad, kind of what you're saying, he's using Sabu to sell tickets to this thing. And, and Sabu is probably not even in the States at this point. <laughs> and, and has has any idea what the hell he's even doing. Yeah, it's up and, in the air if he's even going to be there. Yeah, dude. I mean, I've worked on numerous amount of shows where, like, um, the show was getting ready to start. And... It was like you know you know how Paul is. It was there's no Sabu. He's coming, <laughs> and you know what I mean. And then it would be uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, I'm lucky I remember this. Today is is uh, Kathy Fitzpatrick's birthday. Happy birthday, Fitzpatrick! She was one of the she's one of the girls that would always pick the guys up from the airport hmm. and and drive them. And I I went with her, and you know. I, I've, I've helped her out numerous times working the Philadelphia terminals, uh, you know, how to get the guys and stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it, 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 it was just, it was, it sometimes, sometimes it was just crazy. <laughs> like, uh, there, like at that point, like ECW was starting to get to the point where I'm not going to say it was out of control, but it was starting to get out of control. You can see it happening. You can you feel it in the air, right? Yeah, because you didn't know, like, like you, you didn't know what you were doing, much less what the company was doing. Mm-hmm. It was show up, and then you go up on the stupid little fucking um, little rafter thing that Paul would sit on, and he'd be scribbling stuff down, and like that's how you book your show. At this like, point, at this point, is he? Because I mean, you were in the locker room at this point. Is he doing his? What do I want to say? His over the top, like inspirational speeches to the roster. You know. Oh yeah. Right? Oh okay. yeah. Okay. I mean, this is when it really started. Right around here is when it really started. When he would tell everybody that we got something here and. You in know, reality, in reality, he has no idea if he can even keep the lights on. Fuck no! I mean, <laughs> the fuck! And he's like, every single one of you are part of this. And I'm thinking, like, there's no chance I'm part of this. Like, what? What am I? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, we're the future. 
Where's yeah. that? Here? Did he get ten bucks? I mean, every every company I've ever worked for that has always tried to recreate that same experience. Mm-hmm. That whole entire like they give that little, you know, speech gimmick, and I just laugh every time they do it. I'm like, I didn't buy it the first time I heard it from Paul. Yeah, I didn't believe it from the Jim Jones of professional wrestling. Yeah, I'm not going to believe it from Jim Jones, the promoter. Yeah, the reason why I'm not fucking dead right now is because I didn't drink the fucking Kool-Aid. <laughs> like, I, I, I decided that I'd, I'd rather go work for another guy named Jim Cornette <laughs> than stick around here and be found fucking dead on the side of Jim Thorpe Mountain. <laughs> I'm not, that's, that's not my fucking plan here, buddy. I mean, I mean, Jim, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much the same. Well, no, it, it, it's, it's a couple hours difference, but basically it's the same drive either way i could drive up to jim thorpe pennsylvania and have sandman throw me off the mountain or i could drive down the um to the the great smoky mountains and and get my ass beat by new jack before he gets arrested again (laughs) or let tracy smothers chop you like a feather oh no i i i don't i ain't got a problem with his mothers he he's yeah he's he's cool in my book we so, never had a problem. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, oh, do I want fucking New Jack to stab me with a knife, or do I want Tracy Smothers to fucking treat me good? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what that. I mean, that's what you want. I mean, you you want everybody to treat you good. You, I mean, you don't want to have to deal with guys like fucking you know New Jack. Mm-hmm. That that I mean that's that's stupid. You know what I mean? Because at, at the end of the day. You know, you're lending your body to them. You know what I mean? And and if it, if if that's what the way you're going to treat my body, you know, right? Yeah, I'm already here to do my job and put you over. You don't have to also try to kill me or cripple yeah. me. You know, yeah, beat me up. That's that's just. It's, I mean, that's just. It's stupid and on so many levels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just dumb on so many levels. It's like. We're here to like make this make this work because I guess you guys have forgotten that it is a work, right? <laughs> I mean, some some of you guys maybe have haven't forgot that, but at the end of the day, it still is a work. All right, guys. So overall, what did we think of this episode of ECW? I enjoyed it. I thought it was um, it was compacted and it did what it needed to do, and it's I, I've said it. Are you drunk? A little bit. All right. That's but, um, I think this show was good, and it was going towards what ECW is going to become. Is going to become. Well, I, I what I'm going to say is you stole what I say almost every single show. Uh, <laughs> the same thing. I always say the same. Are you thing. drunk? <laughs> no, not yet. Yet, not yet. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going towards where we want it to be. And this show was just what complacent. Is that the word you use? Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the, the Taz Malenko angle. 
I enjoyed what happened after the public enemy match with public enemy Cactus and Mikey. And other than that, the show was just kind of there. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it, it wasn't something that I when I turned it off, I was just like, I can't believe I just spent 38 minutes watching this shit. Like after it was over, I was like, all right, that was, you know, what it, what it was. You know, it was I, I I mean, I guess the worst case scenario is I can say it was halfway decent. Yes, and that's the be- that's the biggest compliment you've given an ECW show <laughs> since we started this show. So, there you go. There's your there's your litmus test, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it was it was halfway decent. It was watchable. I didn't fucking I didn't cuss Jess. <laughs> I, I I mean I didn't kick the kid. I didn't um I, I didn't never never take never take bad wrestling out on your wife and family, guys. Oh no, that's <laughs> that's the first people you do. Sean Waltman. <laughs> I'm not even going there. Uh, yeah, I mean my my cat's my cat's scurry. When I watch a bad segment on Raw, it's like, Ugh. when I, I get up and I run walk into the kitchen, cat, the cat the cat the cat comes walking in the room, sees Elias on the TV and just jets. Yeah. <laughs> like no, they see shit. it. It's it's Ezekiel and Chaz looking at it. It's like, are you fucking Ernest Miller? Or are you Ernie Lad? I don't know which one you are. Oh, that's a great gimmick right there, Ernie Lad and <laughs> Ernest and Miller. Miller. Well, is Ernie somebody? Dead, somebody right? call my mama, Mister Television Announcer. <laughs> isn't Ernie, Ernie, isn't Ernie Lad dead? Yeah, well, he has to be dead. Is there a fat black cat outside of your porch right now? <laughs> he, he said, "Somebody better call my mama, Mister Television Man." Mister Television. Mr. Brutal. Mr. Televet. Mr. <laughs> Aaron, did you say Mr. Televangelist? Mr. Televangelist. You called him a televangelist? That's Billy Graham. Or, I think you called him a tele a televisionist. Somebody somebody better call my mama, you televisionist. What, the, what, what did you call him? It's a, what the hell is going on here? I thought you were doing a wrestling show here. And you're talking about Ernest Angelo. <laughs> uh, is that his name? <laughs> we, we used to have this guy that came on before WWE in like the early 80s. He was like a, he was a fucking con man. Of, uh, you know, a religious dude. And he would come. He takes, would all come his, takes all his rings off and his fingers are green. That kind of guy. Well, I don't, I, dude. I never watched them because I only, I only caught the last like, whatever, thirty seconds, and then I, I was just hearing him talking about like how, how all his shit is, and I'm just like, dude, I'm not getting, I'm not getting involved at all. You know what I mean? Like, I can, be- I can, I can believe whatever I want to believe, but I'm not calling your eight hundred number. No, and I'm not sending you money. And I don't need your books. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what libraries are for? Fucking. And in and this day and age, it's called the internet, you fucking idiot. Right. I can just look this shit up. All right, guys. We're going to sign <laughs> off. It is time to end this edition of Reliving the Extreme. Thank you for joining us, everybody.
Reliving the Extreme is a production of Maxin Out Media, all rights reserved.